you ain't first, you're last. Everybody and welcome to the If You're Not First, Your Last Fantasy Football Podcast, a podcast dedicated to our own If You're Not First, Your Last Fantasy Football League. League Commissioner Alan Byrne here alongside the flying high, Burns himself, Owen Byrne. Owen, what is shaking? Alright Alan, how are you this week? Another great week of games, a lot of close matchups in our league, a lot of close matchups. Bit lots to talk about. Absolutely, was a doozy. All five games coming down to the Monday night shootout between the Chiefs and Ravens. Um, all games were tight. Some big performances, more injuries, some shitty performances. Had it all really. So, uh, you know, we'll get into some league news. Big news uh, in the last uh, 24 to 48 hours is that eight members of the Tennessee Titans uh, team and backroom staff have tested positive for COVID-19. This obviously is the first kind of broad spread uh, infection in one of the teams. We had a player at the Falcons last week. Uh, This is putting the uh, the Titans v Steelers game in jeopardy potentially. Uh, uh, What do you know, yeah, at the moment, um, they've cancelled operations. Tennessee aren't allowed into any of their facilities uh, until Saturday at the earliest. Um, the Vikings haven't been allowed back to their facility yet, but they're expecting to go back in today or tomorrow. And the game, the NFL is hoping to still have the Steelers-Titans game on Sunday. That's still the plan, but if they need an extra day for testing clearing protocols, all that kind of stuff, it would may be postponed to Monday. That's it, and the Steelers are planning to go ahead accordingly. Uh, I understand there's no positive tests uh, in Minnesota, so it's really at the Titans' door, I think. Uh, but obviously could lead to further outbreaks at the team. And again, interesting uh, decisions with, uh, with uh, rosters as, as we move forward. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, this is something that we were hoping wouldn't come up, but it is coming up, and it could come up a lot more as the year goes on. So you're just maybe, or hopefully, ho- hopefully, this breakout is uh, is going to uh, you know hammer it home with some other teams, uh, the potential uh, pitfalls or and, and 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 problems that it's going to cause. You know. Yeah, for sure, but I mean, sometimes you just sometimes these things can't be helped, and it's no one's mistake or anything like that. I mean, you just yeah. you're gonna have to roll with the punches on these ones. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it was uh, it was another uh, tough week on the injury front. What do we know? Yeah, couple more injuries, not as many as previous weeks, which is a good thing. But your Niners again lose another tight end. Jordan Reed is out. Uh, he's been placed on IR. He's going to be out for at least three weeks. Dallas Goddard out. Deshaun Jackson out. Oh, everyone knew that was coming. It was more of a when, not a if. Uh, Russell Gage um, 
and Deontay Johnson both went out early uh, in their respective games. Bangs to the head. Uh, Brian Edwards, gone. John Brown, gone. Tariq Cohn, another torn ACL. He's down for the year. And Chris Godwin holding that hamstring again. And Chris Carson looks like he's going to be out for six to eight weeks. Yeah, I think that was the initial uh, prognosis, but but they think it's just a mild knee sprain now. So they're kind of saying initially he may have a chance to actually play next week, but probably not. But uh, it doesn't look like he's going to lose uh, too too much time. Um, but that was a nasty, nasty play by that defender. Rolled him like a crocodile roll, kind of twisted his knee yeah. in the challenge. Yeah, really, exactly. really nasty stuff. You don't want to see Didn't that. Didn't look good. Yeah, no, no. And this guy's only gonna gonna get a shitty fine and 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 no kind of uh, suspension, which is ridiculous, you know. Yeah. Alrighty, let's dig into the matchups of week three. Week three now in the history books and a doozy, as we said. All five games came down for decision Monday night as the Chiefs took on the Ravens. Our game of the week saw my unnecessary roughness team take on Easy Company 101. It was the lowest scoring contest of week one, but it was the closest. Unnecessary roughness took an early lead Sunday evening with standout performances from Keenan Allen and the Cleveland's defense. However, five players on my team, including an early injury to Deontay Johnson, as you mentioned, uh, uh, those five guys failed to reach double digits and slowed my team down. In response, Easy Company 101 had a big day from Alan Robinson. I should say a big fourth quarter from Alan Robinson. He was really doing nothing up to that point. Um, but he got them right back into the game. Solid days from Cooper and from Diggs also kept him in touch as we headed to the finale on Monday night. Easy Company needed 30.85 points to win it and had Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs D Monday night. And win it they did, with 31.3 points scored, and a win of just 0.46 points. Heartbreaking loss for me. Easy company go through 2-1, and one. unnecessary roughness dropped to 1-2. and two. What do you think? Yeah, uh, you were let down early with Deontay Johnson going out. I mean, that didn't help your cause, but again, it came down to that decision of Minshew over Breeze. Worked out for you last week, killed you in the end this week. Um, yeah. You're going to have some uh, some wide receiver injury woes coming at you this week. And pa- Princess Porrick is back in the wing column. Welcome. Welcome back, Princess. There you go. There you go. Two and one. What are you going to do? I'll be back. I'll be back. Alrighty. For the third week in a row, the beatdown of the week befell the unhappy holidays. To be fair, the loss this week was only by 15.48 points, but it was the biggest loss of the week league-wide. Monster games from Russell Wilson and Austin Eckler put the Cleveland Steamers in the lead on Sunday evening. Solid support from Big Ben and Bobby Woods extended their advantage. However, the unhappy holidays got their leader Kenny back in with a solid 17.7 points, helped further by Tom Brady and the Bucks D. But they were in a long shot to win it come Monday night. Needing 33.88 points. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire could only muster 18.4. 
leading to a third loss of the season out of the gate. 0-3 for the unhappy holidays. On the flip side, the Cleveland Steamers flying high and 3-0 with their first positive start to the season through the opening three weeks in their fantasy history. Own. Happy it's out. Great. It's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. It was nice to see Austin Eckler really have a, a nice breakout week. I mean, yeah, he was that's too. the kind, kind of weeks you're, you drafted, I drafted him for. Um, on Kieran's side, he was quietly confident, proclaiming that he was absolutely going to beat me. Uh, potentially, he should have spent a little less time giving keen pointers on his starting lineup and maybe looked at his own Alan Lazard sitting on the bench with a boatload of points. AJ Green on his starting lineup without a boatload of points. Also on his starting lineup without that boatload of points, Mark Ingram. So plenty yeah. of potential for improvement there. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, you know you're feeling good at three. You know, happy holidays. A lot of work to do early, early doors. Yep, they sure do. Another good one saw the Nina football team take on. Remember the tight ends as both teams try to bounce back from defeats in week two. A weak leading performance from Alvin Kamara. As well as Rodgers and Lockett putting up huge numbers put the Nina football team in command as we headed from Sunday to Monday night. Josh Allen and James Robinson answered back in big fashion for the remember tight ends. But they were left with a lot to do Monday night. But if anyone could do it, it would be the partnership with Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. Alas, they were balled out by the Chiefs. And the Nina football team take the W. Nina football team go to positive two and one. Remember the tight ends go to negative one and two. Own. Remember the tight ends having a similar situation to yourself here, Alan. Uh, they lost uh, Russell Gage early, not helping their cause this week. Another big week from Josh Allen. James Robinson looks like the rookie to have. Um, it's interesting to see Jonathan Taylor not getting the use we thought he would get so far especially in a game like against the Jets where they blew them out and you thought you would have thought he'd walk all over them you know yeah yeah I was expecting a huge week from him there and it's 13.2 points is very disappointing really yeah yeah Uh, Kenyon Drake yet to really produce the goods this year either yeah he's off to a slow start getting a lot of touches but really not doing much with them you know and uh, and some of his going like work uh been siphoned away from him too, you know. Kyler Murray obviously running in a few touchdowns. You yeah. know, Chase Edmonds is getting his shots. Yeah, difficult, difficult stuff. Yeah, the big one there, obviously, Kamara just having an absolute monster. He had an absolute field day. As I said, uh, Drew Brees tosses him a five-yard dump off and he takes it 43 or 45 yards to the house through about six tackles. I mean, yeah. that's just insane. Yeah, looks looks fairly unstoppable. Thirteen receptions. I mean, that's just crazy numbers. That's Jeez, that'd be crazy yeah. for a wide receiver. You remind a running back. Absolutely, absolutely. No, good one. All right, match four was another thriller as Dak to the Future took on Shake and Bake. Shake and Bake had Burrow, Chubb, and Wentz all hit the twenty-point mark. However, man crushed Josh Jacobs failed to hit double digits for the first time this season, leaving Shake and Bake under pressure on Monday night. 
Dax side responded with Prescott, Henry, Hopkins and Murray all hitting the 20 point mark. Monday night, uh, he needed a big game from a usually quiet Nicole Hardman, but Hardman torched the Ravens D for 18.1 points and snatched a win from the jaws of defeat. Dak to the future moved to 2-1, and one, shake and bake down to 1-2. and two. What do you think? Yeah, uh, Keane was uh, having at panic stations moments before kickoff Sunday evening about his starting lineup. He ended up not making the right decision, but really let down by Mr. Metcalf himself walking into the end zone and oh. then being tackled and fumbling, and it was a whole disaster. That would have won him the game. Oh, that was just oh, it's just sickening to watch. Really, yeah, it's yeah. just. I, I don't understand how he did. He, he knew the guy was on his shoulder. I, yeah. I, I just don't understand it. I really it's totally unacceptable. But look, it's, totally unacceptable. it's a rookie rookie error from a sophomore player. You can probably guarantee that will never happen to him again. You know, he will. You, you, you know, hope. That, that kind of thing. Yeah. No, I, I don't think it will. You know, that's the kind of thing that'll fucking haunt you. So, yeah. Oh, what a way to. Uh, to lose the game for shake and bake, you know? Yeah, yeah, especially that's the real the man crushes is, is real with DK yeah, and Keane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. DK and Josh Jacobs and Keane, you know, it's a menage a trois of pain, you know? Yeah. Uh just this week anyway. Dak to the future had a nice week from Dak himself. Yeah. Uh, leading the league in passing yards by a clear margin. Is Dak Prescott? Mm. Yeah, I think he leads but the But like the Cowboys, the Cowboys defense is trash. He needs to be slinging it. Yeah, keep I, him in the game. I think he's leading the league by like 150 yards or something. They also have yeah. uh, Dak to the future. Also have Derrick Henry is leading the league in rushing yards. I mean, it's always helpful to have those kind of guys in your team. Yeah, it is. It is. But uh, this is the first week, uh, fantasy wise, that Henry has uh, has really. Got it going, you know, and, uh, you know, a couple of touchdowns kind of does that, you know. Yeah. Without those touchdowns, he's around a 10-point mark again, you know, which kind of doesn't really help in the long run, but the touchdowns obviously uh, obviously helping. Uh, Murray and Hopkins burning it up. It's a, it's a great, it's a great, uh, a great one-two. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, T.Y. Hilton is the shock letdown in this team, really, and... Doesn't seem to be favoured by Philip Rivers at all. Yeah, only getting yeah, three targets uh, again this week. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, it, it, he really, uh, he really did really well in uh, in with the Chargers with Keenan Allen. You know, being being the target hog there, you would have thought that T.Y. Hilton would fit that mold perfectly, but. Uh, Really not being the case early doors, so it's uh, interesting to see how that uh, shakes out going forward. Yep, agreed, agreed. Alright, our final game of the week was the highest scoring game of the week, as the Guano Draft Merchants battled Sundays are for the Boyds. Do you know what Guano is on? Guano. Guano. Bat droppings. It is bat shit, correct. <laughs> so Guano Draft Merchants had Cup, Goff, Gallup and the Steelers D put up big numbers to keep them in the hunt. A goose egg from injured John Brown didn't help matters. 
But Sundays for the Boyds had problems of their own. They saw a goose egg from unknown Packer wide receiver Mally Taylor. And an early injury to the Dallas Goddard. Left uh, some hope for uh, Guano Draft Merchants as we headed to Monday night. Albeit they had Cook, Connor Boyd and Watson, Stafford, the Colts, the all ball out. But they left, they left a, a sliver of hope as we headed to Monday night. And on Monday night, first round draft pick, Pat Mahomes, went off for the tune of 40 points against one of the best D's in the league and snatched a win for the Guano Draft Merchants. So, the batshit draft merchants finally settled on a new name and bust out two wins in a row to go 2-1. and one. Sundays are for the boys, suffer back-to-back losses and move to 1-2. and two. Interesting. Yeah, uh, there was definitely a, a, an interesting move to play Malik Taylor here. Um, really swinging for the fences. Not sure they're the kind of fences I want to be swinging for. He only played 6% of the snaps. Never mind receive any targets or score any points, anything at all, really. Uh, yeah. I think this game was actually just closer than it seemed because of the huge dominant defensive performance by the Colts over the Jets 31.2 points made this I think made this contest seem a lot closer than it was Um, pretty stable across the board from the Guano Draft Merchants and of course as you mentioned the big game from Mahomes he went off as you said but interestingly enough there was still a 20 plus point game from the Ravens defense to be had. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, just some turnovers and a touchdown helped help the points for the, the Ravens defense. Yeah, yeah. But man, Mahomes torched him with some long, long balls. Tariq, uh, Tariq Hill, Nicole Hardman absolutely made hay. Yeah, really. Uh, it was an interesting game. You would have thought that Lamar Jackson would have wanted to step up to the mark. I'm as good as Mahomes, pay me money, this kind of stuff, but yeah. Mahomes secured supremacy and clearly the best in, in the AFC at least. Absolutely, absolutely. And and Lamar's own three against the Chiefs, he's own six in his career when losing at halftime. That's that doesn't bode well. No. You know, you, you need a you need a clutch guy to win those big games and uh, so far he's just not proven it, you know? Yeah, and it's interesting, um, a performance like this from the Ravens against the Chiefs, you just, they just got manhandled, and it reminds me of when the Niners bit the absolute shit out of the Packers in the regular season last year. I mean, they just looked totally off the chain better than them. And then it was showed yeah. again when they met in the conference final at the end of the year. Like the Niners bet to shy out of Packers again. They just totally took them apart. And yeah, something similar could be happening here. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Lamar might light it up now yeah. for the rest of the year. But if he can't get it done when they meet the Chiefs in the playoffs, then it's not going to matter. Yeah, correct. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Alrighty. Sleepers Weekly Report Awards offers the best manager of the week 
to Burns with a, a possible lineup 19, 96% of their perfect possible lineup put in place. Simples. Worst, worst manager of the week was yours truly. Unnecessary Roughness fielded only 77% of their perfect possible lineup. From first Biggest to last, of the week. week. First to last, absolutely. Yeah, well, that's what early, early, uh, some early uh, injuries and some bad decisions does for you, you know? Yes. <laughs> Biggest blowout saw Boo Earns beat the unhappy Gallaudets. And uh, the narrow victory was Easy Company 101 over Unnecessary Roughness. Highest score of the week. The Guano Draft Merchants, lowest scorer, unnecessary roughness, overachiever, was also the batshit draft merchants. Below expectations, remember the tight ends. Missed their projection by 18%. QB the week, Pat Mahomes, RB, Alvin Kamara, wide receiver, Tyler Lockett. Tight end of the week, Travis Kelsey. Defense of the week, Indianapolis Colts. Bench warmers were Drew Brees, Mike Davis, Justin Jefferson, Jimmy Grandpa. And the Baltimore Ravens D all sitting on people's benches scoring lots of points. And so it is. We move on to week number four. Unnecessary Roughness. Take on the Unhappy Holidays who were own three. Unnecessary Roughness one and two. At the moment, given a 65% chance the Unhappy Holidays break their duck egg. Have to wait and see. Uh, matchup number two sees a Nina football team take on Shake and Bake. Shake and Bake have a win percentage advantage 58% to win it. Have to wait and see. That looks like a high scoring game. Cleveland Steamers 3 0 take on Sundays are for the boys 1 2. A 68, 68% chance that the Cleveland Steamers go to 4 0. Have to see if you can do that, Owen. Yeah. Back to the future. Back to the future. Take on the batshit draft merchants. Both teams on 2-1. and one. 60% uh, says that the batshit draft merchants are going to uh, win that one. And finally, Easy Company, 101. Take on Remember the Tight Ends in what looks like to be the highest scoring game of the week. 59% chance of winning for Remember the Tight Ends as it stands. Uh, there's time to make some roster moves. I see a slew of uh, of waiver wire pickups going through, including the likes of Nick Foles, Cole Beasley, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Rex Burkhead, Cordell Patterson, Zach Pascal, Robert Tonyan, Alshon Jeffrey, and my favourite pickup of the week, Brett Ripon, QB. <laughs> For the uh, Denver Broncos, picked up by the Nina football team. Looking for some, some breakout against the Jets. What do you think? That is swinging for the fences. <laughs> Although, it is a good matchup. Um, Park was complaining last week that the Thursday night game was the Jags-Dolphins. This week we see an absolute burn burner coming your way as the Jets... Take on the Broncos. Woof oh. is all I gotta say. Woof. Uh, Adam Gase. Uh, lifeline game. Apparently, his job is on the line for this game. Yes, absolutely. But oh, win, loser, draw. He's just got to go. They are yeah. just poison. Yeah. Holy yeah. moly. 
interesting pickup on the waiver wire being Alshon Jeffrey. He's been uh, been injury prone the last couple of years. Uh, uh, about to get back in the game apparently. About to be back in full fitness. Picked up by remember the tight ends. And with the Eagles suffering at wide receiver, could be a good pickup. But uh, you just don't know how long he's going to stay healthy. You know. Yeah, but the Eagles just have very little options at the minute. I mean, Sean Jackson's out again. Rieger's out. Now they've lost Dallas Goddard as well. They're really strong yeah. for options to pass that ball around. So, Jeffrey might see a fair target share. Whether he can stay fit and do anything with it um, is a different story. Wentz has not been performing this year up to expectations. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Alrighty, we're recording here Wednesday. Tomorrow's Thursday, Jets v Broncos. If you happen to have any of those players, make sure they're in your lineup for Thursday night. Uh, in the unlikely event that they're not, uh, I'm sure you'll be fine. Uh, but set those lineups, check those injury reports, check those COVID reports with the Titans uh, v Steelers. Uh, hopefully it all goes ahead as planned. Um, but uh, enjoy the pod and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, sounds good. And we'll see you guys next week. Absolutely. And next week is going to be a bumper episode. We're going to do a little bit of a deep dive into how the first four weeks of the season have gone. We're going to look back at the draft and how it's kind of shaken out. Uh, Obviously, there's lots of injuries, particularly with big players like CMC, like Saquon, uh, Michael Thomas, etc. But we're going to look at where where value has been picked up, where... uh, where bad decisions have been made, etc. Uh, you know, through those first four weeks. And uh, we'll see how uh, where, where we all lie. Yeah, should be good. There's lots of highs, lots of lows. It's going to be interesting to look back at it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. Thanks a lot. Good luck. Bye. <laughs>